Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you, you sent us Jesus. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts that we can receive the things that are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you have the guts to believe the Word of God when it is a dark hour, when things are tough, when everything looks like it's going to hell in a handbasket? Do you have the guts to believe God? I have a message today that will help you, give you ammunition, minister to your heart. This is going to be one of those you're going to want to lay aside on the shelf because you're going to need it. But it'll help you. It has helped me. We're going to go to John 10, 35. We're going to need this verse today. Jesus is speaking, and he says, If he calls them gods unto whom the word of God came, and this is the phrase that we want to get into our hearts. And the scripture cannot be broken. Jesus said that. Jesus is the word. And the word said the scripture cannot be broken. There are days when the hour is dark and things are difficult that we need to know the scripture cannot be broken. Turn with me to Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. Do you know you can go to church every time the church doors are open and that has nothing to do with faith? Faith and faithfulness are two different words. Totally different meanings. You can help that old lady across the street every day. You can feed her dog when she's sick. You can do all these good deeds and it has nothing to do with faith and you cannot please God. It'll be impossible to please God with that. Did you know that? It is impossible to please God without faith. But you know what? There's hope for us. He gives us the faith, but we have to use it. We have to use it. Turn with me to Romans 1. When you were born again, God gave you faith. He gave you the faith to believe to be born again. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been. That's how much God loves us. He gives us the faith so we can believe and we can be born again. Now, Romans 1 verse 9, remarkable verse. For God is my witness, the apostle Paul speaking. And look at what he says here. Inside these verses are some real gems. And when the Spirit of God opens your eyes, it's like, my Lord, my Lord. I've read that a hundred times and I've never seen it. Years ago, God showed me this. For God is my witness, whom I serve. Whom I serve, how? With my spirit. With my spirit. Do you know? 
God, that doesn't say with my feelings. Oh, thank God that your feelings have so little to do with walking with God. So little to do. Oh, there are days that we have good feelings and oh, we treasure those. But you cannot walk. You cannot please God. It is impossible to please God with your feelings. Your feelings won't do it. Your feelings will drag you into the mud every chance they get. Let's go back to that verse. For I serve God with my spirit. How? In the gospel. In the gospel. I serve God with my spirit in the gospel. We serve God in the gospel. We don't serve God in the Ten Commandments. Paul didn't. He said, I serve God in the gospel. With my spirit in the gospel. Not the Ten Commandments. Not the law. We serve God in the gospel. And not in the whole word of God. We serve God in the gospel. What is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. How that Jesus died according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the bona fide definition of the gospel. That is where you serve God. That is where you use your faith. You use your faith in the gospel. And when you use your faith in the gospel, you know what happens? You make God happy. We please God, serving him with our spirit, not the head and not the emotions, not the feelings. We serve him with our spirit in the gospel. That's where God wants us to serve him, in the gospel. Not in the 50 steps to this and the 35 steps to that. We serve him in the gospel. Now that we got that cleared, let's go to 1 John 4. What do you do in the hard days? What do you do when everything looks black? What do you do when your feelings are under the carpet? What do you do when you wake up and you feel sad? What do you do when you wake up and you're poor and you don't have a job and your kids are all acting like crazy people and your relatives all hate you and your husband's not talking to you and all that wonderful stuff that can happen to us? What do you do? And. What do you do when you wake up and you hate yourself? What do you do when you're trying to obey God and all you seem to do is fail and you hate yourself? Oh, the days I said I'd get rid of me if I could, but I'm the only one I got. What am I going to do with this one? I'd like to kick her to the curb, but I'm stuck with her. What do you do on those days? 1 John 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Verse 8. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God doesn't love. God is love. That's a huge difference. You got that? God is love. 
doesn't love like he loves this one and he loves that one. No, God is love. Is love. Well, if he is love, he can't hate you. He can't hate you, can he? If God is love, he can't hate you. He is love. It amazes me how we let the devil talk to us. We invite him in. The devil will sit over here and he'll start talking. Oh, he loves to talk. God loves that one better than you. Oh, yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. I can't help it. I'm just the way I am. And the devil's like, yeah, God doesn't love you at all. Yep, yep, you're right. You're right, devil. You're right. God doesn't love me. You're listening to the devil. You're listening to the devil. You are giving the devil your time of day. How did we learn how to combat that? It is written. It is written, devil. It is written. God is love. He is love. But we're not done yet. For God is love. In this was manifested, proved, openly showed the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through Jesus. That we might live through Jesus. Don't jump over these two verses. We're going to look at them closely. In this was manifested, showed openly the love of God toward you. Toward you. I don't feel loved. You're feeling a lie. Your feelings can lie. God loved toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. Who loved first? Who loved first? God loved you first. Before you even knew he was there. You didn't love God and then God loved you. God loved you first. Things are happening. The circumstances are dire. God loved you first. He proved it. How did he prove it? He sent Jesus. God sent Jesus. Jesus did not say to the father, Oh, come on, God, we got to do something for him. They're a mess. I know. Let me go. I'll go fix them. No, that's not how it happened. God sent Jesus. Do you know in the book of John, I looked at it one day because God was talking to me about this. God was ministering to me about this years ago. I think it's, it's like 18 times just in the book of John, Jesus said, God sent me. God sent me. Why would God send Jesus? For God so loved the world. He sent. He sent him. I'm having a bad day. God sent Jesus to die for us, to be buried for us, to be raised again for us. He sent Jesus. You got to see that. He sent him. Why did he send him? Because he loved you. Why did he love you? Oh, we don't get this. We skip over it. We say it a thousand times, but we don't get it in here. 
my Father, which art in heaven. My Father. Do you even know that God is your Father? Do you even know that the God that is love is your Father? Your Father. You know, I'm a mother. I'd have no problems laying down my life for any one of my children. That's the love that a mother has. And you know what? A father has the same kind of love. In fact, it says in Isaiah, even if a mother would forget her sucking child, I would not forget thee, is what God said. God is your father. And as a father, he sent the only one he knew could save us. The only one that would help. The only one that could get the job done. And that was the one that was with him from the beginning. And he sent him. And he was a son. A son that he loved. A son that he loved. But he sent him anyway. Why? Because he was a father. And he had a whole bunch of children he wanted saved. And he wanted back. He wanted back. He wanted you back. He wanted you back. Well, you don't know how bad I am. He does. He does. That's why he sent Jesus. He does. Let's go to Isaiah 53. It is amazing that we think that God doesn't know how bad we are. And we think Jesus doesn't know how many sins we've committed. You know what? Jesus paid for every one of our sins in his own body, in pain. He knows exactly what we've done. He took it. He paid for it. He knows what it feels like. He knows exactly what we've done, and he did it anyway. Isaiah 52, verse 13, Behold my servant. What is my servant? It's the one that God sent, Jesus. Do you know that Jesus knew he was going before he even created at him? Behold, my servant shall do prudently. He shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. As many were astonished at thee. Jesus' visage was so marred more than any man. His form more than the sons of men. Jesus' body was marred more than any man. Why? Because he had your and my sin on him and he was paying for it. He was paying for it. God doesn't know what I've done. He knows exactly what you've done, and it'll prove it right here. Now I want us to go to Isaiah 53, verse 4. We'll continue in the same thought. Surely he has borne our sickness. Surely Jesus bore our sickness. How much sure can you get than that? Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains, carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him spitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was wounded, was bruised for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment for your peace was on Jesus and with his stripes you were healed. Jesus was sent to take the scourge. Jesus gave his back to the smiters. Why? Out of love. Out of love. 
God is love. And out of love, the Father sent his Son to save you. And the Son loved you also and gave his back to the smiters. So you don't have to be sick one more day if you will use that faith. I don't feel that way. Who asked you how you felt? Jesus gladly gave his back to the smiters. Gladly. Why? Out of love. Out of love. That he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. We all, all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. See, this is no surprise. God knew what you were going to do the moment you were born. God knew you were going to go your own way. He knew it. He wrote it right here. All we of sheep have gone astray. Every one of us turned to his own way. You are no surprise to God. He is not shocked in your behavior. And the Lord and the Lord laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Who laid our sin on Jesus? Who laid our sin on Jesus? The Father did. Your Father did. Your Father laid your sins on Jesus. Your Father, the one that loved you, laid your sins on Jesus. It says right here, He, the Father, laid our iniquities on Jesus. They didn't crawl up there on their own. And Jesus didn't do it. The Father did it. The Father did it. Don't forget that in the dark day. Don't forget that when things are bad. Who put Jesus on the cross? The Father did. Your Father did. Out of love for you, your Father did. Laid your iniquities on him. Now, let's go on. I want us to go to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, to put him to grief. It pleased the Lord to put him to grief. You know what that put to grief means? It made the Father happy to make Jesus sick. It made the Father happy to make Jesus sick. Your Father, out of love for you, made Jesus sick with your sickness. With your sickness. In the dark day, when the disease is there, don't yield to the disease. Oh, you've got to do what you've got to do. If you've got to go to a doctor, you get five of them. You go to the doctor. But you go remembering, not forgetting, that God put your disease on the body of Jesus and it made him happy to do so. But you don't know what I'm looking at. The father was happy to put your disease on Jesus. He was happy to make Jesus take the scourge. He was happy that Jesus took your disease, your cancer, your diabetes, your arthritis your kidney disease, your liver disease, all that disease, it made the Father happy, happy to do it to Jesus. 
That's what you keep your eyes on. That's what you look at. That's what you consider. That's what you hang on to when it doesn't feel that way. Who asked you how you felt? In fact, what have I said before, and I did it this morning, I don't consider how I feel. I don't consider the circumstances. The only thing I consider is what I believe. Jesus died for me. He was buried for me. He was raised again for me. And I do that until I don't consider it anymore. I get my faith up. It is impossible. It is impossible to please God except with faith. If you love God, you're going to use your faith. You're going to use it. And the best place is in that dark day. That dark day when you stand there and it looks bad and it feels bad. It is so much fun to get to the point to stand there and say, I don't care how I feel. I don't care about the circumstances. God is love and God loves me because it is written. He loved me and sent Jesus for me. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in Jesus' hand. He shall see of the travail of Jesus' soul. Why was Jesus' soul travailing? Jesus was in hell paying for what you did. That's why he was travailing. For what I did, for what we all did, Jesus went to hell and paid for it. And you know what? It made the Father happy that he did so. Your sin is what sent Jesus to hell. Jesus died with your sin. Jesus died the sinner. Jesus died you. You say, well, I've killed 25 people. Jesus bore it on his own body and he went to hell for it. He went to hell for it. He knows. He knows what it feels like to pay for it. He knows. You know what you do? You run to him. You run to him. You know why he knows what it feels like? He took it because he loved you. And the father sent him. Sent him. Go down there and fix it, Jesus. Go down there and fix it. And he did. And he did. In that dark hour, when you are standing there and it feels like midnight and it feels like the ocean waves are crashing up onto the boat, you stand there and you start preaching to yourself what Jesus did for you and why he did it for you. He did it because the Father loved you. We have a Father and he loves us and we stick to that word and we serve that God with our spirit in that gospel. We stand in that gospel. We do what is necessary with our faith. If we have to go to the doctors, we go to the doctors. If our faith isn't there to get us healed, we go to the doctors. But we go knowing that God sent Jesus out of his love for us and Jesus bore that on his own body. And you watch you come out of there so much better like I've shared before, and we had another one, not but recently. They had to go see a doctor. They went to the doctor. They did what the doctor said, but they went believing what Jesus did for them. And the doctor said, you don't need me anymore. Why? Because of the power of God. 
because of that gospel, serving him in our spirit, in the gospel, even in the dark days. Smith Wigglesworth has a wonderful saying that just blessed me, and I've used it more than once. There are times when there's a brick wall in front of you. There are times when there are no feelings. There are times when it is as black as midnight, and there is nothing left but God. You must have the confidence. You must have the confidence to know that God will not and can not fail. Oh, hallelujah. You got it. If you stick with that gospel, you got it. He cannot fail. The scripture cannot be broken. If there is nothing left but you and the word of God, that gospel, thank God you've got it. You've got it. You hang on to that gospel. It is written. Jesus became poor that I might be rich. It looks dark. You hang on to that gospel and you watch that money come. Why? Because your father fixed it so it would. You are sick. You've got something you've got to overcome with sickness. You hang on to that gospel. You do what you need to do, but you consider the gospel. And you watch that sickness bow to the name of Jesus. Why? The gospel. We serve with our spirit in the gospel. Amen. Do you want this? Do you want to have that power of God in you to where the, that you know that you know that God loves you? You must be born again. You must be. Jesus said in John 3, you must be born again. A church didn't say it. Your religion didn't say it. Jesus said it. And how are you born again? You talk to Jesus and you ask him, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Lead me, guide me, fix me. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you right now. Father, I thank you. I need to pray for somebody. Father, I thank you. I thank you right now that Jesus took the scourge for us. Father, I pray for this person right now. I give thanks, Father. Jesus gladly took the scourge for them. Deliver them right now, Father, from this disease. Father, deliver them right now for this disease. Jesus took the scourge for them. Father, I thank you for that power. Going in them right now, delivering them from this disease. Father, I thank you. Jesus took the scourge for them. Father, I thank you. You are delivering them right now with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power in them now. And I thank you, Father, that any sin associated with it, any sin associated with it is forgiven, blotted out of the book, blotted out of the book. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. 
you may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.